powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's been a while. Been a long time since I left you without a live on IG to step two. Come on in. Um, let me know real quick where you're watching from. We just spent a few minutes um, tonight. I'm super excited about um, tomorrow's message. I think it's going to speak life into your life. So do me a favor. Come in real quick. Let me know where you are watching from. Come in real quick. Let me know where you're watching from uh, tonight. Tomorrow's message um, is called How to Fix Your Future. And we're going to talk about your future. Can I just get you to type this? Uh, after you let me know where you're watching from, just tell me, uh, just type this on the screen. Say, my future looks good. Can I get you to put that? Say, my future looks good. Let me get you to put that on the screen. Come on, Colorado Springs. Where y'all at? Bahamas. Hey, Bahamas. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Chicago. Hey, Chi-Town. Chicago, uh, Alabama. Hey, Alabama. Uh, okay. I think you're trying to say guy. Paris. Hey, Paris. Aurora. Come on, Aurora. Come on, Aurora. Come on, Aurora. Your future looks good. Can I get you to just put that? My future looks good. Your future looks good. So tomorrow's uh, message, I wanted to hop on IG real fast tonight. Hey, Virginia. Um, uh, because that's tomorrow's message. And I, I want, there's a scripture that's actually not even part of the message that I did a video on earlier today. And I wanted to release that. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but you ain't finna talk about it on here. All right. Bam. There we go. Hey, Oklahoma. Um, um, and so there's a scripture, a couple of scriptures that I want to read uh, just about your future. Before we do that, though, can y'all let, let's have some honest conversation for just a moment. Um, and then I'll even take a few questions just about future preparation, things like that. Um, we're just going to do this on IG tonight so I can keep the audience uh, a little bit more intimate. So then that way I can actually res respond to all the comments. But um, what are some of the concerns, some of the worries that you have about your future concerns? And let's not even use the word worry. Let's use some of the concerns that you have about your future. Talk to me tonight. Any concerns that you have about your future? Sometimes people are concerned about what's going to happen with their children, what's going to happen with their marriage, what's going to happen with their career. What are some of the concerns you have? about your future, uh, some of the concerns you have about your future uh, today. I want you to type that uh, on the screen. Um, and I just want to just release something about your future because your future looks good. What career path after the military? Great question. Great question. That's really good. What else? Concerns about your future because that's what I'm going to preach about, your future. And your future looks good. We've been saying this thing at Harvest um, since January, but really even now, I mean, as we're basically at the end of April, that my next 12 will be my best 12. Always speaking in perpetuity that what's ahead is better than what's been. And somebody needs to know that you need to lock on to that, that what's ahead of you is going to um, exceed what has been. You need to know that. You need to believe that. Hey, uh, Australia. I see Australia. Evolve Church. Cool. Um, so what are some other concerns about your future? Um, one career path, another marriage. What else? Walking in God is intended for me. That's good. Next career. Don't want to become like your mother. Come on. This is good. This is good. This is good. Biggest concern. Never reach a level of satisfaction. Come on. That is so good. What else? What else about your future? 
Uh, everybody said, yes, he does. I, um, concerns about your future. That's the question. Um, concerns about your future. Concerns about your future. Uh, if I'm ever going to receive the love that I give out. Oh, that's good. As a divorcee, concerned about your future. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's one of those concerns? Share that. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing, share that. Um, the reason I want us to have, when you're real, God can heal. And one of the things that I think is so important for believers, um, for Christians to understand, is that there is no shame in your story. There is nothing to be ashamed about in your areas of wounds or even your areas of concern. In fact, that's your strength. That's your strength. Um, so I was watching um, um, the movie uh, Mortal Kombat. Anybody else a Mortal Kombat fan? I got to be on. Well, I'll let y'all watch it. I'm just going to say, I think, well, I'll let y'all watch it. Um, I, I'll let y'all watch it. Anyway, and in the movie, um, towards the end, uh, he makes this line. He says, uh, you hope that I would burn in the fires of hell. He said, instead, I learned how to control them. Y'all ain't going to say that to me tonight. In other words, he says, what essentially what the scripture says with Joseph, what you meant for evil, God turned it for my good. In other words, I was uncertain about my future because of my present drama, my present mess, my present frustration, my present confusion, my present situation. So my future became a concern because of my present. Uh, can anybody testify that sometimes in life, your future has become a concern because of your present, your present situation, your present circumstances, your present frustrations, your present stuff. Like It's got you in a place to where you're like, God, what in the world is going on? Um, and so it creates uncertainty, uncertainty and uncertainty is really um, uh, certainty is the opposite of faith. Uncertainty literally is the entirety of faith. I'll say it again. Certainty, people say faith and fear. You got to starve your fear and feed your faith. That is not Bible. Fear is not the opposite of faith. Certainty is the opposite of faith. That's what the Bible says. Now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. That's uncertain. Which means to walk by faith is to literally walk in perpetual uncertainty. And I need some of y'all to hear me. For some of you, the reason you always have this internal tension is because you want certainty, which means you want to literally walk by the opposite of faith. And the Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I just need you to say on the screen, I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith. If you can't type that, just put the prayer hands up or the praise hands up like that, which means I'm walking absent certainty about my situation, but very certain about my savior. Shut up. I am walking absent certainty about my situation, but I am absolutely certain that he that has begun a good work in me shall complete that until the day of Christ Jesus, which means I'm not real sure about exactly how this situation or scenario is going to turn out. But what I am sure is that he is for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? All right. And so what's in your present sometimes can create concern about what's to come in your future. Um, and so in all of that, um, I saw several different comments that came up about some things that you're concerned about. And um, tomorrow's message, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, if you're in Denver, you can come in the building. And uh, if not in Denver, you can watch everywhere else from Atlanta fam. I want you to get connected to us. Text H-C-A-T-L. Can I get a few of y'all to type that on the screen? Text H-C-A-T-L to 877. I got to remember this new number, 552-4746. I got it. 877-552-4746. All right. I need for you to um I need for you to do that. Now, that being said, 
I want to give you these couple of scriptures that um, that I think were going to be good. Because I was thinking the other day, anybody ever felt like um, uh, two questions? One, have you ever felt like, God, like, um, why is the stuff I have to go through? So come on, Mexico. Why is the stuff that I have to go through so much more or seems to be so much more than other people? Wave at me. Anybody ever thought that? Anybody ever felt like uh, like in the mood? All my life I had to fight. You feel like, God, I got to go through so much more than everybody else. I got to deal with so much more than everybody else. Anybody ever thought that? It's like, God, you know, God, you let less talented and less skilled people seemingly advance um, seemingly advanced, seemingly don't have the same challenges and seemingly, you know, th- they are making levels of progress. And you're like, I ain't hating. I'm just like, God, can you make my way a little easy? Anybody, everybody ever been like that? Come on, talk to me. Talk to him. So I hate going to the gym because then you get these gym hands. All right. Um, uh, but anyway, any, uh, anybody ever been there? Like God, why? Right. It's like, God, what is going on with this? And simply responded to that. Let's go further with that. Um, Anybody ever said this, God, why does it seem like other people are sometimes dealt a better or easier hand? Like everything, you ever said this like, God, everything I got, I had to fight to get. Anybody felt like that? Everything I've done, I had to fight to do. Like everything I built, I had to build it from scratch. Nobody gave me anything. Nobody handed me anything. Anybody ever felt like that? Um, The reason I bring that up. Um, is because um, I was thinking about that the other week. And I was like, God, you know, why is it some things, it just seems like you just let other people just slide on through. And then there's, you know, there's some of us that's like, God, it seems like every single thing, everything is is a fight to take territory. Anybody felt like that, right? So I want to give you two Three quick things about that and then two quick services and then I'm going to take a couple of questions tonight. Again, I did it on IG only because I wanted to keep the audience so that I could respond to the questions. And so if you think of a question that comes up about your future, click the um, click that question mark below. Come on, Dr. Asset said, you better book assessment bishop. Almost 18 months ago, he aided my life in all shifts and life is amazing right now. Come on. That's so true. She did do a one-on-one. I still do one-on-ones with people. I love doing that. As full as my schedule is. In fact, on Thursday, I had three back-to-back hour sessions my whole afternoon. Was it Thursday? Yes, Thursday. My whole afternoon was back-to-back one-on-one sessions. I still do that um, because um, I just love the people that I lead. And uh, even if people aren't a part of Harvest, I love being able to coach people to get them from where they are to where they want to go. So how do you do that? Do it on our website and do it on our app too, um, harvestchurch.church. Listen, so... I was thinking about that. And, and can I be honest? I was thinking about that even for myself. I was like, God, there's guys who get stuff handed to them. And I said, nobody handed me anything. No, everything I have and have done, I did it from scratch with nothing, with no help, no, 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 nothing. Anybody felt like that? I was like, God, then you have people who are handed stuff. You have people who are handed stuff. Um, and 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 they are sloppy with it. They are careless with it. Y'all are quiet in these comments now. They're careless with it. They're sloppy with it. Somebody says, get the app. The update is lit. Come on, updated app. Let's go. Um, um, all of that. And I was like, but God, you know, everything I get, you know, I got to build it. I, I got to build it. And then you see, I see other people who are handed stuff, who are given things, who 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 treat it 
poorly. And I said, you know, that's just interesting to me. I said, God, the man that I am, y'all are quiet on this chat tonight. I said, this isn't a man that I saw. I did not see, I did not see this type of man. I didn't see a man. I'm the first bishop in my bloodline and to God be the glory for that. I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to make a point. I'm the first to achieve certain levels in business and finance and revenue, etc. I'm the first PhD in my bloodline. All of that. Anybody, are you online? You're the first. You're the first. Anybody on here? You're the first. You're the first in your bloodline. If you're the first, I need you to just uh, just put put a, a one on the screen. If you've been the first for anything, um, and I wasn't saying that in a in a negative way. I was just like, God, there's people who just get handed stuff, and you know, and 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 boom, there it goes. Um, and, and I want I want to share this with you. One. Sometimes it seems like it's easier for other people because you only see what they posed for. You didn't see the pressure they were under. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. Social media, especially the culture we live in, nobody's going to post a husband and what with them fighting. They ain't going to post an I can the scene. Talk about, yep, this is our marriage go. We in here hollering and screaming at one another. No, they're going to post black love, <laughs> right? They're going to post all of the great stuff. Nobody's going to post when their car got repoed. They're going to post when they bought a new one. They're not going to post when their house is getting foreclosed on. They're going to post when they got a new house. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So I, one of the things that I want to caution us at doing is we do not know the pressure um, behind the pose. That's a whole word right there. The pressure behind the pose. So the first thing is don't always think that other people have it easier or are doing it easier because you don't know the pressure they're under. Um, I have the privilege of sitting with people who um, people who are, you know, from from the top to the to the of a, of a particular field to not the top. And um, can I tell you the pressure that some people up here are under? Um, it's amazing. It doesn't matter how much money people make. It doesn't matter um, how much, how many things people have. I've seen people with lots of money that are miserable. And I just need you to type this over your life. I am shalom. What does that mean? It's bigger than money. You are, nothing is missing in your life. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Your life is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. There's pressure behind that pose they had to put up, um, uh, that picture they had to take what they show. And you don't always know what that is. So sometimes your perspective of how things are for other people is only because you only saw the celebration. You didn't see the crushing. Shut up. That's good. That's good. When I sometimes talk to pastors, they'll say, you know, Bishop, um, you know, what you doing and what you've done and you did this and, and all that. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm getting started. I mean, I haven't even hit my stride yet. I'm, I'm still, be honest, I've still been prepped, which is what I'm about to share with you. I still been in preparation. Like I, I don't, I, you know, that's the way I view it. I don't view, you know, and God's been good, but that's the way I view it. Um, cause that's how I view life. That being said though, that's number one, but number two, number two, number two, for those of you who felt like, um, you weren't handed anything. Somebody says, I recorded this today. That's awesome. You weren't handed anything. Your struggles always seemingly been more difficult than others. I want to share something with you that I think is going to help you. Uh, in the book of Exodus, and I did a video on this today, but that thing hit me so good. I was in a parking lot somewhere getting ready to go eat, and I was in the parking lot, and that thing hit me like that. Um, in Exodus chapter 1, in Exodus chapter 1, Bible says, um, uh, let's get down here, uh, verse 6, and Joseph died. So Joseph's name in Hebrew means the Lord increases me. 
And Joseph died. And guys, if you're just coming in, share this with somebody. And if you got a question tonight, we're talking about your future and all of that. If you got a question tonight that comes up, use the question mark button below. I'm going to answer your questions. We're just doing this pop up on IG tonight because I want to keep the audience intimate so I can read your comments. All right. It says, and Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mightily, and the land was filled with them. So check the, check the, the context. In Exodus, you're familiar with them coming out of Egypt. You're familiar with the Passover. You're familiar with all of But this Joseph isn't Jesus. That This Joseph is the son of Jacob. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, one of Jacob's son is Joseph. Um, in that, um, verse 8, it says this. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Um, you remember the story. If you don't, let me get to you right fast. Joseph... They come into Egypt. Um, Joseph is the prime minister. His brothers who had sold him into slavery, who had done all of that, lied on him, all that. Um, but they meant for evil. God turned it for good. He's the prime minister. There's a famine in the land. They come to Joseph. He's the prime minister of Egypt. Everybody respects and reveres Joseph. Joseph um, dies. They take his bones into uh, 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 Fort and all of that. The Bible says that the children of Israel, they grow, they're fruitful, and they multiply. And so Everybody's familiar with Jacob. Everybody honors him. But here's where we're at. The Bible says there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Y'all with me now? Just wave at me. Let me know you're with me because I just want to give you this right fast. Verse nine. And he said to his people, he says to the Egyptians, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Let us come deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply in the event of war, they join with our enemies and fight us against us to, to go up out of the land. So here's what I need you to get. First thing is you need to know whenever you feel like life has been a little harder for you than other people, you've had to, everything you got, you've had to build, you had to, uh, you know, uh, you had to do it from scratch. Your warfare seemed like it was more difficult. The first thing is the size of your enemy, got it, in your present is a preview is a preview of your future. I'm going to say it again. The size of the enemy in your present is a preview of your future. And for many of you, you need to get excited. Why? Because the preview looking pretty good. Shut up. God, we about to get off. I'm going to take a question, a couple questions. We'll be getting off. But we're talking about your future and your future looks good. The size of the enemy in your present is a preview of your future. The Bible says, that Pharaoh, they were concerned. They said they are more and they are mightier than we. They are more and they are mightier than we. They are more and they're mightier. In other words, the reason Pharaoh started tripping with them wasn't because of something negative. Pharaoh started tripping with them because Pharaoh said, they some these, these Hebrews is a bad people. They are a bad people. And if they decide one day to rise up, it's going to be on and popping. I need for some of you to know the hell you're dealing with in your presence, what's frustrating you in your present, it is a preview of your future. Anybody right now dealing with some areas in your life that are frustrating you? And here's the beautiful thing. You can have areas where you are winning. Then they have areas where you are mad as heck. Wave at me. Talk to me. You can have areas in your life where you're like, this is amazing. But God, this over here, this is, a, this is, this is ticking me the heck off. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? All right? That's what's going on. Um, and so the first thing you need to know is that if your enemies since birth have always seemingly been more substantial um, than other people's, it's because your 
future has always been more substantial than other people's. I want to throw my chair. Let me be honest with you. That's it creaking like that. I don't know why it creaks like that. I, I want to throw my chair because that's good to me. If your life has seemingly, you've always been fighting battle after battle after battle after battle after battle after battle, then guess what? It is an indication. It's an indication of what your future is to be. Got it? Enemies come from the future into your present to stop you from getting to your future. They know something about you you don't know. The children of Israel never saw themselves that way, but the Egyptians did. For some of you, you're like, why is my mama like this? Why is my cousin like this? Why is my father like this? Why is my brother like this? Why is business like this? Why are my friends like, anybody ever been there? Why is all this like this? It is because they can sense something about you. You haven't yet figured out about yourself, but I need you. Come on, y'all, let's go. I need you to speak this over yourself. My future looks good. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. Um, somebody says these last few years, and that's actually the point. The, the worse the enemies get, you got me? The worse the enemies get, the bigger the preview, the bigger the preview. And I don't just need you to let that be a cliche for you. I need you to realize that's, that, that's literally the story that I'm sharing with you. And that's literally been your life. Like that's literally been your life. You never fought a little girl's battle. You've always been fighting queen's battles. You've never fought a little boy's battles. You've always fought king's battles. Come here, David. You know, you dealt with a lion, a bear, and a giant. What other little boy has fought those things? Shut up. What other little things has fought those things? What other, what other, what other, what other, what other little boy has fought a lion, a bear, and a giant? You never fought what was your, watch me, you never fought what should have been your equal because it was never your equal. Shut up. You were expecting the battles of a little boy, but to God, you were never a little boy. You were expecting the battles of a little girl, but to God, you were never a little girl. When you came out, you were different. When you came out, you were unique. When you came out, there was something different about you. You have never been allowed to fight the battles at the level you thought you were on. Because mm. you were always on another level. I look, I'm, I look, I could just have, I'm going to have him play this in church tomorrow. I don't even know if I need to go. I'm just going to have him play this in church. Okay. Right? You have never fought a battle that you thought was your equal because it was never your equal. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? You have never fought. You've always fought stuff that's been bigger than you. You've always fought stuff that you're like, man, you in your 20s, you're dealing with 50-year-old problems. You're in your 50s, you're dealing with 80-year-old problems. You've always fought stuff that has been seemingly to you above your pay grade, above your level in life, above. And here's the reason is because it was never your equal. Somebody says, I'm about to start running. It was never your equal. Because to God, when God looked at you, God was like, oh, no, that's a king right there. Revelation 5.10. And they shall reign on the earth. That's a queen right there. And she shall reign on the earth. Revelation 5.10. I ain't waiting to die to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. I'm going to do it here. Come on. All right. Okay. Um, you wonder what, why have people been picking on you? You know, for some of you, you were always around older people. You never really liked being around people that were your that were your age. Wave at me if that's been you. You never really liked being around people your age. You liked being around older people. That's because God says I wanted you to be around wisdom. I, and watch me. And I wanted to show you what not to be. Because some of those older people you were around showed you what not to be and what not to do. He wanted to expose you to a mess so that you would not become that mess. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. I, I gotta go. So, so that's first thing. That's first thing. This is so good to me. Exodus chapter one. 
Um, so verse uh, number 11. That then therefore they set taskmasters masters over them to afflict them uh, with their burdens. Listen to this. They set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. Listen to what I just said. They set taskmasters, who? The Egyptians set taskmasters over them, over who's the them? The Hebrews to afflict them, who? The Hebrews with their burdens. Whose burdens? The Egyptians' burdens. Stop. Second thing, the goal of what of the enemies you face and the battles you face were to put burdens on you, which is why you felt like you've had to always carry a lot of weight. Who am I talking to? You felt like you've always had to carry more than the next guy. You've always had to deal with more than the next woman. You've all, you've always had more. The Bible said that they put their burdens on the Hebrews, which means the goal of the enemy was to put their burdens on. It wasn't your burden. It was their burden. In other words, to get you distracted with their stuff so that you never, ever handle your stuff. And I need you to make this declaration, say, but my future looks good. I know I've had you to say it three times. I need you to say it one more time, but my future looks good, but my future looks good. It was not the Hebrews burdens. It was the Egyptians burdens. The Bible says they put taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. That's good. Because some of you, watch me, you took on the fact that your cousins didn't like you. That became your burden. It's not your burden. I need you to type that on the screen. It's not my burden. It's not my burden. It's not my burden. I feel like going up in the spirit. It's not my burden. You felt like it was your burden that your father walked out. That's not your burden. You felt like it was your burden that you had to raise your brothers and sisters. That's not, that was not your burden. You felt like it was your burden that uh, you had to deal with some situations where you were more uh, of a leader to those that should have led you. Whatever your scenario is, that's not your burden. That's not your burden. God, this is good. Guys, if you haven't shared this, share, 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 share. All right? I know I want to keep the audience intimate so I can get to your questions, but this is getting good. All right? It's not my burden. It's not my burden. Because the goal was let's get them distracted with our burden so they'll never build what they're they'll never build their future. Let's get us distracted with our burdens so they never build their future. And for some of you, that's what your life has been. Your life has been so distracted with other people's burdens that you have never built your future. Come on. You've never built yours because you was taking care of uh, 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 Shay kids and so-and-so this and this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that. You were distracted with so many other things that you had other people's burdens. You never, ever built your own. You never got your body right. Come on. Because you had everybody else's burdens. Come on. You never. Okay, let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Somebody says I'm about to lose it. This is so good. God, y'all share this. All right. Look. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And now listen to this next part. And they built for Pharaoh. I want you to listen. In every enemy that has come against you where you felt like you've dealt with more. And so when it says, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities. I want you to check this out. I need you not to be mad at your battles or your enemies because every battle and every enemy that you dealt with that was more than what other people dealt with, the first thing, watch what it did, is it taught you how to build. It taught you how to build. Can you release this over your life? I'm a builder. 
See, you're not scared to start over because you've done it before. Who am I talking to? You are not afraid of going by yourself because you've had to walk by yourself. You are not afraid of having to get pray yourself through because you prayed yourself through before. You are not afraid of people talking about you. You've been talked about before. You are not afraid of being friendless because you've been friendless before. Come on. You are not afraid. You are not afraid. Why? Because you've had to do it. And you did it for Pharaoh in your previous, but in your next 12, you building yours. Shut up. Come on. Y'all know when I say shut up, it just means it's good to me. Oh my God. They built for Pharaoh supply cities, which means I needed to have the enemies I did. So I learned how to build. Um, one of the uh, businesses that I, I, I was very successful in was the real estate finance business. And uh, I got into that business and I was working for a pastor, I've said this story before, I was working for a pastor and I went in as director of market. He had a mortgage company, he was director of market. I went in and that didn't work out. In fact, I, I was never compensated and, and all of that and, and this type of thing. And uh, and it didn't didn't have a, 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 great, in, a great end to that situation. Um, uh, as, as it, as it all went forward and, uh, and what have you, but y'all listen to me, but somebody says, I'm gonna throw my phone, but, but I learned how to build that business. So while I went in to just be a marketing company, I learned how the business worked. When I learned how the business worked, my next move, um, was in that business. And at that time I was still, I was still in high school at the time. I was in high school at that time. So then I, You've heard my story. If you don't know it, let me just tell you. So then in going from that business, I was able to go into that business. I became the number one producer in that business. And as I became the number one producer in that business, that business eventually uh, was very, very lucrative for me. Are y'all listening? What are you saying? Is that even though that was a burden, even though that was a battle, even though I was like, God, this is this is a mess. This is not good. This is not fair. Whatever. Guess what? In that business. In that business, I learned how to build. Y'all better talk to me tonight. You learn. You learn. You learn how to take nothing and turn it into something. You learn. Come on, say, I learn. I learn. I learn. I learn. You learn. Um, and interestingly enough, a couple of years ago, what was interesting is that particular individual, after all of that had happened, that particular individual, I had the opportunity. We, we sat down and we talked. And uh, and I bought that individual lunch. I bought that man I got lunch. And it was interesting to me. The Lord said, listen, son, please listen. He said, anyone who ever wrongs you, I will handle. He says, but I need you not to let what they do to you become your burden. He says, anyone who ever wrongs you, I will handle. And I will show to you exactly what I did so that <laughs> for what they did to you. But vengeance is mine. Y'all better talk to me tonight. He said, and I just wanted you to see this years later so that you knew I got you covered. I need you to just type on the screen. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. Because what happens is when you're dealing with battles, when you're dealing with enemies, all of that, what happens is you begin to make that your burden. And now, now your whole thing, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. God's like, leave that alone. Leave that alone. Leave that alone. Leave that alone. And I left it alone. And one of the persons but they were saying, you know, this and this. I said, ah, that's a man of God. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, well, we will not do. I said, you know what? I had this situation that, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But I said, but what we will not do. That's a man of God. I said, you're going to shut your mouth. And because I handled that right. Because I handled that right. Some of y'all need to release some burdens. You talk about, but I'm going to get them and then, mm -mm, let that go. 
He's he, vengeance is his, says the Lord. All right, let me let me move. They built him these supply cities. Look at verse 12. Here's what I want to get. But the more they afflicted them, one version that I posted earlier says the more they vexed them. That means ticked them off, mess with them, agitated them, started stuff with them, fooled with them, lied on them, talked about them. Come on, type some of your vexation on the screen. Come on, put it in the comments. Type some of your vexation. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Stop. Which means every time you mess with me, God is getting two things out of it. Multiplication and growth. Multiplication and growth. What's the difference between the two? Aren't they the same? It says like, Bishop, you know me for real, for real. To God be the glory. Listen to this. Listen to this. Type some of your vexation on the screen. What are you dealing with? What are you first? What are you frustrated with? What's going on in your present that's got you messed, concerned about your future, gossiping about you? Come on. All right. Um, multiplication and growth. Growth is internal. Multiplication is external. Listen to me. God said, "I every time you are dealing with this stuff, my little cousin just committed suicide. This is we're gonna cover that in prayer. We're gonna cover that in prayer. We're gonna cover that in prayer." Do not let me get off of here before we cover that in prayer, Kayla, okay? Um, um, you and your family, all right? Um, so, so here's what you got. What you got is multiplication and growth. So God says, if I want to multiply you and grow you, I let stuff afflict you. Stop. The reason, please listen to me. The reason your affliction has always been more than everybody else's is because God always wanted you to grow. Listen, he always wanted you to grow internally and externally faster than everybody else. Y'all better come on. Y'all better come on. The reason you have dealt with more affliction is because God said, I wanted to give you more growth and multiplication. You are more mature than most people around you. Let's talk. You're more mature than many people in your same age bracket. You're more mature than many people in the same sphere as you. And truth be told, when you look around, he's multiplied you. He's multiplied you. He's multiplied you. He has multiplied you. You it don't make it doesn't even add up how you started from the bottom. Now you here. Come on. It doesn't even add up. You need a job, we go cover your prayers. Stay connected to harvest. You won't have that problem long. I'll tell you that. All right. We have an anointing. All right. All right. Father, we pray for who needs a job. Father, we pray that they would get the right connection, Father, and that um, their drought in employment would end in Jesus' name. All right. Fran's talking about me, right? Listen. God says, God says, listen, 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 listen. If I am allowing affliction, I'm trying to multiply you and grow you. I'm trying to give you more and grow you up. Come on. Give and grow. Can I get you to put those two words on the screen? He wants to give you more and grow you up. He wants to give you more. Burr, um, their vengeance. We, we're going to cover you in prayer too. We're, gonna, we're just going to have an impromptu prayer meeting on Saturday night. All right? Um, and so what blessed me about this is the Bible says, but the more they afflicted me, the, them, the more they afflicted the more they grew. So here's the deal. The reason you, here's the answer to that. The reason you've always had to deal with more affliction is because God always wanted to give you more and grow you more. Bottom line, bottom line. 
That's why, truth be told, yes, you have weak moments, but the truth be told, you're the strongest one in your bloodline. Tell the truth. The truth is, you have moments you're frustrated, but the truth is, you're the one that walks by faith in your bloodline. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You ready? The truth is, the truth is that God has given you more and he's grown you more. Those are the facts, Jack. Well, yes, but I want to see breakthrough in this area. But the truth is, if you measure where you started to where you are, he has grown you and he has given you. Can I get some witnesses on here tonight? That, those are the facts. Those are the facts. The facts are, is that that's why everybody comes to you to ask for stuff. Who am I talking to? Those are the facts. You may have some stuff that's ticking you off and frustrating you right now, but guess what? The facts are, he's always giving you more and always growing you. And can I say this? Let me say this last part. He always makes up for it in other ways. He always makes for it in other ways. Um, and, and so there may be one area where you're like, God, what's up with this? What's happening with this? What's going on with this? But if you're truthful, he's made up for it in other ways. I'm a witness to that. There's certain areas of like, God, what the world is going on over here? But he was like, son, mm -mm, mm -mm. he's like, son, there's affliction there because I'm going to give you more and I'm going to grow you more. But I made up for it. I made up for it. I made up for it over here. I need you to look at I made up for it. I need you to look at how you are the statistical outlier in a good way. I need you to just say I'm the outlier. Let me just teach you that term and I'm going to answer these questions and then we're going to pray me out. Um, the statistical outlier, it says this is average, right? So this is like the average. So this is the baseline. Got it? So average becomes the baseline. A statistical outlier means you're, you're either way below or you're way above. Like this is average and you're way above. You're the outlier. Come on. You have never been average. You've never been regular. In fact, people have made fun of you for that. Who am I talking to? People have talked about you. People have said stuff to you. People have done. You all, you think you all is. You think you all is. No, you think that. And thank you for pointing it out for me. I remember one time preacher said, he's just so grand. And I was like, well, how's that an insult? And I said, what does that even mean? I said, just because I'm not, I'm not into sloppy and trifling stuff. I said, well, then if that's what it means, then grand I am. Let's go. You got me? All right. All right. All right. Let me answer these questions. Did this bless anybody? Let me answer these questions, guys, and then we're going to hop off. Uh, you know what? It doesn't let me see the questions. That's crazy. I can't see the questions. So I just got to hit the button. How should you deal with failed expectations of it in your future? Tomorrow's message is going to answer that question. Guys, I need you to make plans to watch. Even if I'm not your pastor, that's cool. Just be family. You you know, you're with, you're with Harvest, so you can always, you know, you can always be family. Watch tomorrow. Watch tomorrow. 9.15 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. Mountain. That's 11.15 Eastern or 1.15 Eastern. You've got to watch tomorrow. It's going to answer that question about failed expectations. Because tomorrow, the scripture that I just gave you tonight have nothing to do with tomorrow. <laughs> All right. This is just on top of it. Um, tomorrow, that's exactly what we're going to deal with. There's a situation, there's a story in the Bible about how they have failed expectation. And those expectations are failed for 70 years. What do you do when there's 70 years of messing from them? All right. I'm just telling you. All right. So there's that. Let me give you this. Again, I can't. It doesn't even let. It's just all white. So I'm just going to click the button and see what comes up. How do you know if you should relocate or not? Oh, that's good. You prayed for me for something last week and I received notice. 
um, that it has been approved. Well, come on. Can we celebrate God for that? Come on. I need you to send that praise report. We get answered prayers around here to God be the glory. All right. Um, how do you know she relocated that tomorrow? I, I, and I, it's not a cliche answer, but it's the truth. Tomorrow's message is really going to speak to that. Come on, y'all. Let's celebrate that prayer being answered. Tomorrow is really going to speak to that um, in a really profound way for you. Um, but how do you know you should do that? One of the things I definitely suggest that, that you do and everybody do, um, if again, whoever your pastor is, if that's me or whoever your pastor is, is before you make major life decisions, you get that covered by, by your covering. Anything uncovered spoils. Um, and this is a practice I've always used. There's no major life decision that I have um, made that I have not had covered. Not one. Um, not one. I remember when I was expanding my business, I got that cover. I remember when I was thinking about um, going a different direction in business, I had that cover. I remember when starting the church, I got that cover. The name of the church, I got that cover. Um, th th there's no major, uh, our, our planned expansion to Atlanta, got that cover. I didn't just say this is, Thus says God, and, and that's it. Yes, as a bishop, I answer to the Lord, absolutely. But as a man in authority, I'm under authority. So I said, literally, my words were, what say you, sir? What say you? Because if you say no, then no is the answer. So just, I just need a, I need a thumbs up or a thumbs down. What do you say? All right? Never, ever get mad that somebody's conquering because they stay covered. Uh-oh, quiet now. Don't you ever get mad that somebody's conquering because they stay covered. Don't do that. All right. Last question, because it was I saw three of them in here. There's one more. I've been praying for a job for months. Please probably get hired for a job I applied for, please. Can I say this to you when I just read your prayer request? What you're applying for, let me say this to you. Um, I want to challenge you and stretch you to not see yourself as a grasshopper. Sometimes rejection is read not sometimes always rejection is protection and redirection and redirections um somebody says how do we as digital harvesters get it covered well very simple you can just set a session just set a one-on-one -on -one. you can do that right through our app or our website um but let me say this for you. You, you you what you're applying for i was even having this conversation yesterday with a family member and we were talking about this and and um as we were talking i said you know what here's the word of the lord to you I said, I need you to reach for a role that you think is way beyond what you can do. And I said, and he's going to give it to you. I said, that's what's going to happen. I said, you apply for safe stuff. Come on here. You apply. Y'all don't worry about it. That's my dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You remember several months ago, I'll get on, on prayer. Uh, okay, keep going on. Don't just reach for it. doesn't require faith if you can reach for it with confidence and get it. All right. You want a, a good point there. Uh, Malaysia is a good point about um, doing a, a session a month. That's a great thing to do. Um, and so I want to say to you, um, the word of the Lord to you specifically is you need to reach higher. He's rejected you from low doors because he wants you to reach for higher ones. Um, he made them say no. All right. So my prayer for you tonight is that I want to give you three things. One, if you're not connected to a church, get connected. Um, you can connect to Harvest. You need to connect to church. Number one. Uh, number two, because you need you need to be covered. Number two, 
I want to challenge you to reach higher. Number three, I want to challenge you to find a way to get a seed in the ground to cover that. Um, you got to get a seed in the ground for where you're headed. Your next is going to be better than your previous, but it requires more from you. That's the word of the Lord to you. All right. Um, there's a couple other questions that came in. I'll go ahead and just answer them real fast. Oh, those are those are question. Well, it just has the flag, so I don't know. I don't know. And then here's the next one. Prayer request for my house to be released. Amen. Father, we cover that um, in Jesus name. We pray God uh, over that situation. We pray, Lord, that you know the specifics that need to happen. And so we pray, God, that you would step through and answer that in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Um, there's another one. What do we got? Words of encouragement. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let me give you the title of a message. I want you to go look up on my podcast and my YouTube. Um, let me see. I just got to find. Here we go. It's called Seven Things I Do Differently. Oh, my God. This is good for not just pastors. This is good for everybody. Can I, Y'all, I'm going to give you these seven and then we got to go. Um, tonight, if you want to sow, if you want to sow, can I get y'all to put my cash app up? Dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. If this bless you and you want to sow into it, sow into it. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. If you want to sow, you can also go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give and give. So I got seven quick things. The name of the message is called seven things I do differently. I want to encourage you to go get it in our podcast or app or um, YouTube channel. Um, it's probably not on Facebook. Uh, it might be, but that's the title. Somebody says I have to sow it in this. Yes. Right. Um, so there were seven things as a pastor. And I talked about some of the statistics. So for example, 1700 pastors quit every month, 4,000 churches Open 7,000 churches close. In the next 10 years, they're projecting 100,000 churches will close. 66% um, of pastors or of church members expect a pastor to live at a higher standard than themselves. 50% of pastors feel so discouraged they leave the ministry if uh, they could, but they don't have another way to do anything. 50% um, of ministers starting out don't last uh, 55 uh, years. Is the app working? It's not working for me. Delete it and re-upload it. Maybe that's the issue for you. Delete it and re-upload it. If you have Google, you will have to get it a new one. You have to go to a new one. So if you have Google and you go to our old app, it's going to tell you, click here to upload the new app. So if you have Google and you go to our old app, when you click on it, it's going to say, um, it's going to say um, that it's, it'll give you the link to go to the, um, to the new app. All right. Um, 70% of pastors constantly fight depression. Let me say this. This is not just pastors, especially pastors, but every leader. You will have a constant fight with something trying to depress you. Can I just teach you why? As the leader, you're at the top. Everything pulling on you is below you. So if something pulling on, this is a whole word right here. If something pulling on you is below you, that means it will depress you. Depress you. You got it? Okay. So this is why as a leader, you always need to have a leader so that you can be poured into. So you have something to reach for. Come on. You need something to reach for. That's why we have the Harvest Leadership Network for pastors and leaders and business owners, etc. So where they have somebody to reach for, somebody to reach that's above them. Because as a leader, everything that pulls on you pulls from below you. So it will depress you. It's just very simple. It's, it's physics. It will depress you. The pressure it it pulls on you it removes that all right that's why as a leader you need a leader because you need somebody that you can reach to and that you can turn them on and listen and say feed me feed me feed me give me encourage build me up because this 
is a beast. I, um, forty percent of uh, pastors report a serious conflict with a church member every month. Seventy-five percent of pastors uh, have a significant stress-related crisis at least once in a month. Doctors, lawyers, and clergy have most problems with drug abuse, alcoholism, and suicide. 85% of pastors say their greatest problem is they're sick and tired of dealing with problem people. 90% of pastors said the hardest thing about ministry is dealing with uncooperative people. This is good. I need to re-preach this. Um, right, those are the statistics about ministry. Those is actually we can go live on TikTok. I just didn't do it. Would you send an email or if um can I get somebody on the team? Somebody send an email to hello at harvestchurch.church or if one of my people's on, I don't know. If one of my uh, I have seen several people on, but um to do that so I start doing TikTok. I just forgot to do it. That's what happened. And I didn't hit nobody and I didn't tell anybody to remind me. Um first thing I said, let me give you these quick seven things we offer here because we've been on for a long time. I wouldn't be so ticklish. Why do you tickle people to get a reaction? I used to let people tickle me. And I mean that, and not literally, but I mean that uh, figuratively, that people would get a reaction. People would do stuff for a reaction, I'd give them a reaction. Um, number two, I would have listened to Jesus' words more carefully. Jesus says, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Sheep in the midst of wolves. What's the name of it again? It's called seven things I do differently. Therefore, Jesus said, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. A serpent in scripture isn't a snake. The word serpent in scripture means deceiver. Jesus says, think like a liar and then you won't be hurt by liars. Wow. He said, think like a user and you won't be hurt when you get used. That's what he said. He says, think like, think like a deceiver. And then he says, I send you a sheep amongst wolves. Here's what he said. Consider everybody around you as a wolf. Now, that doesn't mean that you are negative. It just means that's what he said. That's what he said. He said that. He said, I send you as a sheep and I'm sending you amongst wolves. Like I'm sending you in hostile territory. Hostile territory. That's Matthew 10, 16. Hostile territory. Right? The problem with many leaders, especially in ministry, is that you don't think that it's hostile territory. Like You think it's supposed to be friendly. And can I tell you? Listen, that's why I'm the people's bishop and, and, and a bishop. That's why they chose me to do that years and years ago. Because those are the types of situations. That's the stuff nobody ever tells you. Nobody ever tells you that. Who's ever been told that? Nobody ever tells you that. Nobody tells you that. Number three, I would have quit the rescue. I need to do a whole separate thing about this. But I'm just going to give them to you tonight real quick and then we'll go. I would have quit the rescue rangers. Um, I was like a rescue ranger. Every time, like if you can take a $20 bill. You can spit on it. You can you can you can put dirt on it. You can stomp on it. You can do all of that. Um, and at the end of the day, um, when me when I make a commitment to care and love for somebody in any capacity, I really mean it. Um, but at the end of the day, I used to rescue people from all types of stuff. And I I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell. You, can we have some honest dialogue real quick? I have bailed folks out. I have. I had folks at, at uh, to to deal with medical issues and had them at the clinics, um, and 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 not 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 just for the sake of clarity, not not to uh, not for terminations. All right, uh, for those of you who understand what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. I have been when people have marital issues. I have uh, uh, been the mediator. Um, 
I have been at midnight church meetings because you got people fighting and we got to summon people to the church because their kids are uh, their their kids are dating and fighting. I have um, I have been lied on, cheated. Was I an enabler? Not an enabler, but a rescue ranger, because I would always demand improvement, but I would always go rescue even if no improvement showed. Um, or let me say, not in, no improvement. So even if no improvement um, uh, was demonstrated at the level it should have been, right? Um, you name it, you name it, you name it. I have been, I have literally, I have paid rent. I've kept people from getting evicted. Um, I've kept people from getting foreclosed. I have kept people from losing their cars. I have paid card notes. I have, I've done a whole lot. You name, you name it. Like Shirley Caesar, you name it, you name it, you name it. Um, and can I be honest with you? Um, sometimes people forget that you walk with them and love them and then judge them and held them. And when they cried, help them get past hurts. And the truth is that can hurt. But I've always been, I've always been an investor in people since I was a kid. I was this way in elementary school. In elementary school, I would do that. I would walk in and kids would gather around me in elementary school because I normally had the coolest shoes. So they walk up, uh, you know, I had the cool shoes or whatever when the little puffy shoes came out and all that. I, you know, whatever. But at, at, at elementary school, I had groups of people around me. I've, I've always poured into people. I've always built people. Uh, but I've had those same people that I do that for say some of the most scandalous untruths that were hurtful, deeply hurtful. Anybody else had that? All right. So a ministry, because you don't realize you're around wolves, you'll think that everybody's going to do right by you. Right. Just have to know that. Number four, I wouldn't have left anything that needed to be said unsaid. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have left anything that needed to be said unsaid. Um, there's a lot of stuff that in life, sometimes, you know, when you get like when I'm done, I'm done. And it takes me a while to get there. But when I get there, I'm done. Like I'm, I look, you, you're, you're, read the obituary. Cause as far as I'm concerned, you're not on the planet no more. Love you. God bless you. Love God, love people, love life. But I, you know, you can't deal with dead people. Um, that's called uh, necromancing. And I don't believe to do that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's sin in scripture to necromance. Um, number five, I wouldn't try to reason with fools. I wouldn't try to reason with fools. Um, what is, what is a fool? One who lives as if there is no God. I would spend a lot of time trying to reason with people to get people to see what they didn't want to see. Number six, I wouldn't make too big of a deal of betrayal and disappointment. Like I would be devastated. Can I be really honest with you? I remember one time there was, um, uh, he was with us early on in the church, probably six or seven months after we started the church. And, you know, he joined and, you know, he, I was so uh, excited about um, him and just his life and what God, you know, the call of God on his life, et cetera. And, um, and I mean, I, I, I genuinely, I poured and poured. I married he and his wife, which I, I told him. Uh, but anyway, um, and the whole thing, and I was really invested into them. Um, they called me, they chose, it was their calling that they, they wanted. They said, well, we, you're our father. You're the only father we know. We want to call you dad. We want to call you father. And I mean, I poor, 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 poor. And I remember he just started tripping. And can I be really honest with you? I remember having a conversation and I was devastated. I was like, what is going on? And I had, this is too honest. 
I ain't gonna tell y'all this. This is too honest. I ain't gonna tell y'all this. Anyway, I was devastated uh, by the situation. And I realized, don't make a big deal of betrayal and disappointment. You're making too big of a deal about it. You're making too big of a deal about it. Keep it moving. You're making too big of a deal about it. Some of y'all are doing the same thing. Who am I talking to? You are making too big of a deal about betrayal and disappointment. It's gonna happen. They did it to Jesus. They're gonna do it to you. Here's what it is. Doesn't mean you don't care. It just means you get up and keep it moving. Somebody said, keep it moving. Tap it on the screen. Keep it moving. 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 But keep it moving. Um, and then number seven, I'd listen closer. This is a whole word, right? I'd listen closer. That's what I would do. I'd listen closer. Um, sometimes you, you, you feel betrayed, hurt, etc. from people. Or whatever, because you didn't listen to what they actually said. You didn't listen to what you said. You talked a lot, you said a lot, but you but you didn't keep it moving. Um, you didn't, and I learned, uh, or excuse me, you didn't give me one. You didn't listen. You didn't listen to what they said. They told you, like, exactly where they stood with you, but you didn't listen. You heard what you wanted to hear. Um, you didn't listen to the details and the nuances of what they said. You did. Who am I talking to? Wave at me. Like you didn't listen. You just didn't. You heard what you wanted to hear because it's what you, you wanted it to be what you wanted it to be. And in ministry, you have to listen closer because for example, you will call someone. I see this happen all the time now with pastors. A pastor, that's my spiritual son. That's my spiritual daughter. And you know what I say to them? I say, they may be that to you, but what, what, are, what are you to them? I said, because a son or a daughter, they don't leave you when you correct them. They take the correction, right? Um, a son or a daughter doesn't leave you because they're going to get $50 more over here. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. A son or a daughter, even if they don't understand something, they will have a conversation with you, but they will not cancel you because they didn't understand you. So I said, did you listen closely? Because maybe you heard a level, maybe you heard that you were a gallon in your life, but to them, you were only eight ounces. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. All right, I got to go. I was only supposed to be on it for a few minutes. Guys, if this bless you, so into it, dollar sign. I need to do a whole thing on that, right? It's been a while. That's That's good. Um, a dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, number two on Cash App. Or go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. And you can give that way. Um, you can use text to give. Um, uh, I need to still remember the new text number. So just go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give and uh, do it that way. Uh, or you can um, uh, use dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, number two, Cash App. Or you can use Venmo, Bishop Foreman. You can do it that way too, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Here's what I need y'all to do. Mrs. I missed it. Go back. I'm about to post it. We're even going to post this. Ooh, that's good. They were a priority. You were an option. That's so good. Um, and you can't get mad at people when they tell you and you didn't listen. Like, you can't be mad. Like, people be like, I can't believe I did all of this. And, and, and I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I said, hey, listen, so let's walk this through. As we walked it through, I was like, okay, that's where it was. I said, they told you, you just didn't listen. Listen, listen more closely. Can't wait to see an ATO. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Actually, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Here's what I need you guys to do. Um, share this. I'm going to post this in my story. Can I get you 
Um, or I'm going to post this on my page. Can I get you as soon as it I go off? Can I get you to share it? We're also going to post it on the Bishop Foreman Facebook. Typically, we wait and have it play as a live. I'm going to put this on tonight. Wasn't this good? We covered a whole lot. Um, but this was really good. I saw a couple more questions come in, guys, for the sake of time. Uh, I'm not going to grab those tonight, but just to stay connected, we will get them. And I can't see what you asked me. It's just, it's all white. So it's blank. So I don't know what you actually asked me. Father, we pray over church tomorrow. We pray that it would be a mighty move of God at harvest. God, we pray uh, that many people would come to you. Many people would come to know you. Move by your spirit. Get the glory. I thank you for everybody on this live tonight. I thank you that we're connected. However that is, God, um, I thank you that we are connected. And I thank you that their next 12 will be their best 12. Their future looks good in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Oh, yes. Thank you, Melvin. He says the suicide. Let me not forget that. Thank you so much. Father, we pray for the family dealing with suicide and the grief that they're in. And Father, first, we rebuke that spirit. That is a spirit. And it's the same spirit that was in the gathering demoniac, which says, my name is Legion. We are many. That is the same spirit, God, where he was self-destructive. He cut himself. Father, we sh that spirit can be shut down. That is a spirit. It is a mentality. It is a spirit. We rebuke that off of that family and that bloodline. Kayla, I need you to put the name, the last name of the bloodline. And we shut that down now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we go further. We cover their grief. We cover their process. And we pray, Lord, that you would get them through this and bring them closer to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, go ahead and make sure you put that name up, the last name of that, um, the, 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 the bloodline. So we, we want to make sure we're specific about that. All right. And let me just say this to any of you. If you ever look at suicidal situations, that is a spirit. Um, rice. We shut that down in the rice bloodline in Jesus name. That is a spirit y'all. Um, and so you want to make sure that you do that. All right, guys, I got to go. Love you. Have an amazing night. Dream team. Again, we're just on Instagram tonight, but for, the, for those of you that are part of my dream team at Harvest, I'll see you in the morning. It's our dream team party. For the first time in over a year, we'll have food, I think, in the morning. Don't go up there, but I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we have food because we've not been able to do it for Corona and all of that, coronavirus and all of that. But the world is open. Let me tell you, Denver, I said, these people don't believe in coronavirus no more. In the South, they don't believe in coronavirus at all. I was going to look at the building. The man walked up to me, shook my hand. They were giving me hugs and stuff. I said, what are y'all doing touching me? But anyway, I love it. So love you guys. Have an amazing night. Go so if this bless you. Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman number two, or harvestchurch.church forward slash give or Venmo, Bishop Foreman, or any of those platforms. Love you guys. Shalom. Have an amazing night. Share this. Share this. Share this once we get off. This was so good. We covered a lot. Love you. Get ready to level up at Worldgate Athletic Club and Spa. This Men's Health Month, we're all about support. Join now for just $49 and score two free small group training classes, including boxing, strength training, Pilates, or our new youth performance program, available for ages 12 through 16. Elevate your fitness journey at Worldgate Athletic Club and Spa, where we believe in fitness for everybody. Call or visit us today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.